Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children over the age of 21, welcome to the Hop Nation USA podcast. I'm your host, Sam, and I am back at it again this week for episode 17. And thank goodness for that. After a little hiatus, I am ready to drink some beer. With me are my two co-hosts. To my right today is Steve. Steve, what's going on? Not too much, buddy. Pretty hump. I got a frog in my throat. Uh, but I'm pretty hyped up for this week's episode. Glad you're back. Glad hey. we're not doing the NPR anymore. Hey, thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. And across from me is Adam. Adam, how you doing today? I am happy to see you back here, Sam. Um, the one person that is not happy uh, that you are back is Mel Torme, uh, the Velvet <clears throat> Fog, uh, because he got kicked off of NPR, so he's done. But you're Wait, back. Who? Who is who is this? The Velvet Frog? See, you didn't even listen didn't, to last week's uh, episode. So. Thanks for the support, Sam. I'm gonna get around to it, guys. Yeah. I got, and I got things to do. I just started a new job recently, so I can't. Which be, is awesome. Congratulations! I can't be listening to the Hop Nation USA podcast every week. <laughs> I got, I got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I will get around to your episode. Yes. And, and by at the some way, point. Uh, it is the Velvet Fog, not the Velvet Frog. Uh, Velvet Fog. Yes. Yes. I know it's a good episode though because it has a bunch of listens already on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. It must be pretty good. You, and, guys, you guys done good. And, good and, enough. And fortunately, those weren't a bunch of plays where I just accidentally hit the button a bunch of times, being frustrated. Oh really? So those, those are actual le- listeners. Those are legitimate, and I oh, am a okay right. with that. All right, we are moving on up in the world. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I am very excited to be back, like I mentioned, because today we have a very special show for everybody. And this is actually our first episode that we're doing live on location. How so awesome is this? This is awesome. And we are at a new brewery uh, in Coriopolis, PA, called Cobble House Brewing today. And we are with the brewmaster and owner himself, Scott, is here with us. He is sitting across from me today. And I just want to say welcome, Scott. Thanks for being on the show. Welcome to the nation. Yeah, thank you. And I'm glad you guys were able to come down. We are, we are happy to be here. I know these guys have been here before, but this is my first time at this brewery. And it's been way too long. We've been telling you for how long to come down here. <laughs> I know. I just, I, I don't have any excuses. But I'm here now, and I'm ready for a great show. So let me get this straight. You're dropping the ball on not coming here. You're dropping the ball on not listening to the podcast. Am, am are you I, gonna? Are am you I gonna picking really up the ball be, on anything? <laughs> are you gonna really be that upset for him for not knowing somebody who's been dead since 1999? Never yeah. mind. Never right, mind. Then. Never mind. <laughs> Moving on. Apparently, I'm dropping the ball by not listening to NPR either. So. <laughs> I'm still on uh, old episodes of B94. Oh, God. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oof. Right, let's move on. Oof. Oh, man, I'm really dating myself now. <laughs> the theme for today is, is going to be pretty obvious since we're on site at Cobble House Brewing. We are going to be trying a variety of beers from Cobble House. So one of uh, Cobble House's theme is kind of old world styles with a new world twist. So we're going to be checking out some of those beers today, and I've read through the descriptions already of what we're going to be tasting, and I'm very, very excited. So I'm just going to get right into it and introduce the first beer from Cobble House today. So the first beer that we're going to be trying is called the Old Town Alt. And since we have Scott, the brewmaster here with us, instead of me trying to figure out what this beer is, (laughs) why don't don't we have Scott describe what we're we're drinking here first? Well, the Alt is uh, a traditional Alt from Dusseldorf, Germany. Basically, the beers in Germany, they brew them by region. So if you want the alt, you pretty much have to go to Dusseldorf uh, in Germany because they don't serve it anywhere else. They don't serve it in Cologne. They don't serve it in Munich. And it was kind of funny. The first time I was in Germany, I went. we were down in southern Germany, and we went to a, a dinner, and I asked for an alt because I really liked it. And they looked at me like, 
you're for not from around here, are you? <laughs> <laughs> so it is a uh, it's a traditional Dusseldorf alt recipe. Trying to match it as close as I can. One of my favorite was is Zoom Yurik in Dusseldorf. Uh, is one of my favorite breweries over there, and spent a lot of time at that brewery while I was there. So you've got some, tra some training from the masters. That's awesome. You've actually wow. been, been to Germany, tried you know some of these beers, and have brought some of these styles back over to America. Yep, yep. that's excellent. Very cool. For Scott's benefit, the, how we usually try the beers, we start out by giving them a look over, just kind of remarking on the color and everything. And then we'll take a whiff of the nose, and then we'll take our first sip. So sounds yeah. good. So we can just start right away by looking right at this beer, and it is a very very wonderful hazy mm -hmm. yeah hazy caramel just about <laughs> i would go somewhere between a caramel and a copper yeah hazy very nice uh very nice head retention on this mm -hmm. beer i will say that it smells delightful so i have a slight problem with this guys How's that? It smells a little caramely, uh, well little i just caramely. want to go right past the smell i just want to drink it <laughs> <laughs> well well just give it a lick <laughs> so i gotta pump the brakes a little bit try to curb yourself for a second <laughs> i know i know i know but it does it does smell very it smells kind of a little sweet, mm -hmm. little. Uh, I feel like I'm getting a couple banana notes out of here. Some yeah, you know, like kind of like a Bavarian hefeweizen almost. Almost. All right, screw you guys. I'm going in. All right, <laughs> we're go we're going in, Scott. <laughs> mm. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, Adam's on board with the first mm -hmm. one. Now that is that is absolutely a tasty beer. It really is. So just out of curiosity, what is the alcohol content on this? On this, what is the ABV? So it looks like the ABV on this one is a 5.3. Okay. With uh, about 32 IBUs. That's getting into my range. Yeah. So for Adam, <laughs> that's not very hoppy. Yeah, it's not very hoppy. It's a really well balanced beer. Mm -hmm. Like it just has all the right malt and barley notes all the way through. Very, very well balanced. <laughs> this is actually one of my favorites that I make. Now, as I understand, this is one of the ones that's on tap all the time down here, correct? Yes. Okay, and this is, this is one of the, the true blue staples of Cobble House. Yep. Okay. Yep, this is, as I said, probably my favorite beer that I make, at least out of everything I've made. And this one, along with a couple others, are going to be staples, and the other, other taps will rotate as, as we see fit. Awesome. Excellent. So, let's, uh, let's kind of get into that. How do you kind of come up with... Yeah, we already talked about the philosophy of Cobble House being a old world style beers. How do you pick a new recipe to come about? Um, well, um, obviously since we're in the old world, since we do a lot of the old world styles, I try to at least have recipes that cycle in and out of all the traditional styles. Um, the Alt is obviously a traditional. We have the Sammy B. Eifelweissen, which is traditional. We've got some traditional Belgian doubles and triples, etc. Um, and then the new world is we tried to, so far we've just, new world ones have been more what America likes today, like the IPAs. The, so we've got the black IPA, and we had the, uh, the American Brown a little bit ago. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll be coming out with a porter this weekend. This weekend. Yeah, I saw that um, on your newsletter. <laughs> <laughs> I got excited for that yeah. one. But we're also gonna do some really twisting up things, like take the traditional style and change it a bit. Like, okay. um, one of the things we're gonna be doing is turning a Belgian triple into a triple IPA and things along those lines. So those are things that as I come up with ideas or as talking with people, they make recommendations, we'll see what we can do. Very cool. Excellent. How did you know 
that it was time, the time in your life to open a brewery, Scott. How did this? <laughs> wow, this got deep quick. Wow. I know, I know it did. But I've been dying to ask that. And when I walked in today and I met Scott for the first time, I wanted to ask him right off the bat, but I was saving it for the show. So I'm always curious to know why people are doing what they're doing and, and how they got into to brewing and, and how they decided it was the time in their life to, to pursue that dream of opening a brewery. If you start asking for his driver's license number, his social security <laughs> number, I'm going to hit the stop button right now. Well, yeah, because then I'll get it and nobody else. We don't want the listeners to have that. No, I'm just kidding. Well, to be honest, I'm still trying to figure out if now is the right time. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we, we've taken the leap and... Uh, went for it, but we've been planning, I've been kind of playing around with a plan for the last couple of years in my day job, which I'm still doing 40 hours a week. I work in oil and gas, and when I first moved back to Pittsburgh and took this job, it was very busy. I mean, I was putting a lot of hours in, and then um, things slowed down in the industry, so I had a little bit of extra time on my hands. So that's when I started thinking about it. And I've always, well, I've been brewing beer since pretty much right after I graduated college. So it's been there for a long time and I had the extra time so I was like okay let's see what I can figure out and see if this is something we might want to do. And then last year about June, May, June we actually found the building and at that point we were like well we either this, we thought this was a perfect place for it and it was we either jump off the cliff now or we give it up forever so we decided to jump off the cliff and here we are. And here we are. The doors are open, the beer is flowing, and the people are coming. So this might be the only time I ever say this, but I'm glad you jumped off the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot more people that probably stay on the cliff mm -hmm. than jump off. We're not lemmings. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I mean, I know it, as a home brewer myself and you guys, I know we've all had that discussion. Yeah, we've um, all thought about it. Mm -hmm. But we, we have somebody in our presence who has, who has made the leap, has made the decision, and... I, that is awesome. Yeah. And on top of that, he picked a great location because he's one of the very few people in the western part of Pittsburgh. Right. And that's I, open, you know, that's open a brewery aside from Oryx. And know. they're a very specialized brewery. They're a very specialized yeah, gluten-free brewery, so. Right. Now, that being said, they still make some very good beers. Yeah, no, we've had their beers before, mm -hmm. but still, it's not something you want to jump at. Right. Necessarily. Right. Yeah, that's, that's, a, great, that's a great point. And Kind of with my uh, with my dad growing up in Coriopolis, I love love to see that there's a brewery here now, and uh, there's kind of like another one of those towns that's starting to get revitalized a little bit. And not that it was ever you know bad, but at the same time, you know, it's it's there's new places that will attract a different crowd to, right. to the city, which is very exciting to see. Mm -hmm. um, so well, Scott, it attracted us down. <laughs> yeah, exactly, attracted us. So. so Scott, how did you pick Coriopolis, Pennsylvania, as the place that you wanted to open the brewery? Well, I live in Moon now, so this is really close. Um, but we all, I had, when we first started, I had started looking at several different areas right around Moon, and we really like the, the old town feel of Coriopolis, the walking street type environment. Uh, mm -hmm. We've got the Mill Street with the cobblestones, and it's one of those towns where I can see people just coming down on a weekend and just walking around, going to the antique stores and stuff like that. So we really like the that type of small town, walking town, old town type feel. Okay. And it's not as crazy expensive as Swickley is. <laughs> that is also a good point. It's close by Swickley, but it's not Swickley. Yeah. I think that's yeah, and it is awesome. really centrally located. I mean, it's, it really, is. it's mm -hmm. really easy to get to from just about anywhere. Yeah. Swickley can come on down. RMU students can come on down. Yep. yep. 
Like, this is great. I used to live in Glen Willard. So yeah, if so I still live there, I'd be down here everywhere. All the time, <laughs> right. So how did you come up with the name Cobble House? What is, what is the story behind that? Well, probably the name is one of the hardest things to figure out. We had all kinds of different names, some that we would come up with and be like, oh, that's it. And then the next day be like, eh, no, not so much. <laughs> um, tried things that associate with the city, tried things that associated with our family, tried things that just didn't mean anything. And then we just started kind of thinking, okay, our style is the German, Belgian, traditional styles. So we kind of merged cobble, in regards to like cobblestone, Belgian stones. House is the German spelling of house. Mm -hmm. And we put that together and that's one that after a day, after two days, after three days, it was like, you know what? I think that is it. Awesome. So it was it. And then we played around to create the logo. And it definitely evokes that image of just like an, an old draft house mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. would be just owned and run by a family that they would brew their own beers from. Right. So, yeah, mm -hmm. definitely has the right feel to it. <laughs> Plus, now the name and logo is on a T-shirt. So, it is here to stay. <laughs> so, of all the beers that you have on tap right now, Scott, what would you say is your favorite beer, both to brew and also to drink? Well, to drink, it's definitely what we're drinking. The you Alt know, you know, is my favorite from what I brew. Speaking of which? Um, <laughs> to brew, I kind of like getting into some more of the tricky IPAs just because it's a more involved activity. Mm -hmm. um, you're doing more. Uh, the, the Alt and some of the German, traditional German, since you're, everything I make this German, I follow the purity laws. So it's a pretty simple process. So for At those that point. may not be familiar with the German purity laws, what does what does that mean for the audience? You're basically just putting four ingredients in the barrier. You got your water, your grains, your hops, and your yeast, and that's it. You can't uh, to to meet the laws. You, you're not adding any of the adjuncts or the sugars, the fruits, or pretty much or spices or anything else for that matter. It's grains, hops, and actually when it first came out, it was water, grains, and hops because they didn't really know what yeast was at the time. Mm -hmm. And then they added that after they figured out what yeast was. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. So it's kind of beer in its purest form. Yeah. And so, purity law. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. Good yeah. job, Sam. Now, one thing right. I don't have to worry about a whole lot is when you get into your mashing and your step, step mashing with the grains of today things, you don't really have, don't have to deal with that too much. You have a lot tighter control. Yeah. So uh, back to what you were saying about the more complicated IPAs, uh, you're talking probably like a lot of dry hopping and like hop Yeah, you're dealing with a go. lot of different uh, hop additions at different parts of the boil. You've uh -huh. got some additional um, items you want to add and then dry hopping during after fermentation and that kind of stuff. There's more, more things to do. Now the million dollar question, and we've all talked about this on previous episodes, but what is your favorite hop? <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, discriminate against hops. I pretty much like them all. <laughs> I'm right there with you. But we know what Adam's favorite is. That's right. I live that fuggle life. You live the fuggle <laughs> life. I'm a Citra and a Galaxy. I don't think I could pick between the two, but I love them both. Oh, then you'll like the Pale Ale I'm making now. It's a single hop Citra. Ooh, oh, nice. Perfect. I will have to be back for that one. <laughs> Well, in the meantime, I think I'm going to have a little more of this beer. Yeah. Yeah, let's, uh, let's get back to this beer here. 
And once again, we are drinking the Old Town Alt from Cobble House Brewing. It's a German style brown ale coming in at about 5.3% ABV, IBUs of around 32. So what are your final thoughts on this? Adam, we know you like it. That's for <laughs> yes, sure. I do. Steve, you've been a little quiet over there in regards to this beer. What do you think? What is your uh, what is your final thoughts now that you've had a chance to try the rest of your taster? I'm a big fan of it. It's a it's such a smooth and balanced beer. Mm -hmm. And like you, like you said, it's low in the IBUs and it's also low on ABV. So I feel like it's something I could just kind of drink almost anytime. Mm -hmm. Like it's an anytime drinker. Which mm -hmm. makes sense since he has it on tap anytime. <laughs> <laughs> All the time. I can tell you, don't pair it with anything spicy, though. Oh, really? Yes, it does not pair well with spicy. Oh, okay. okay. Good to know. Is there anything that it does pair well with? Well, it does do very well with your milder cheeses um, and, and meats, um, but definitely not spicy. Okay. I could see it also going good with a peach cobbler. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm, yeah, just the thought in my brain. See, now the next <laughs> thought in my brain is, I kind of want some peach cobbler. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, I guess we'll come back to you on this one. Uh, we going three for three? Oh yeah, I I really am enjoying this beer. Um, like Steve said, it's very balanced. It's very flavorful. I mean, I'm a hop guy through and through, but I, I don't mind that this is you know has a. Has a it doesn't have to leave a hop aftertaste or any bitterness in your mouth. And Thank it, it goodness finish, for that. It finishes clean. It finishes very clean. And, and like Scott was explaining earlier in the segment, you know, this is a very pure beer. It's kind of beer in its most basic form. And, you know, sometimes when you start to experiment too much, and I've, as a home brewer, I've done this myself, <laughs> where you experiment too much and you start to add too many ingredients and your beer just... There's too many flavors. Chili pepper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's too many flavors, and everything's competing for uh, tongue space in your mouth. But this one is is great. It's balanced. It's pure. It's uh, delightful, in my opinion. So I'm really enjoying it. I'm glad you guys like it. Yeah. All right. And you already said earlier that you like it as well. That's <laughs> your favorite beer to drink. So <laughs> I'd say that's four for four. Yeah, I would say it's four awesome. for four as well. All around so. the table. Well. All right. So that's uh, that's segment one. Uh, we're gonna give Scott a break here so he can uh, continue with his. Uh, brew process and then we're going to be back at you for segment two we're going to try some more beers here from cobble house and learn a little bit about why scott got into home brewing in the first place so stay tuned and we'll be right back at you hot nation Nation, we are here with you, and we are here live on site at Cobble House Brewing in Coriopolis, Pennsylvania. We are here with Scott, the brewmaster, and we are just about ready to dive into beer number two. So, first, if you recall from segment one, we tried the Old Town Alt, which was a German style brown. And next, we are going to be trying a beer called the Porch Swing. And Scott, why don't you introduce this next beer for us? So the porch swing is a very old German style called a Dampfbier. A what? Dampfbier. <laughs> a Dampfbier. And okay. my German is non-existent, so I probably killed the pronunciation of it. But um, it's an old German style brewed in southern Bavaria a long, long time ago, like 19th century, that pretty much faded out um, about that time. It's an all barley grain bill, but fermented with uh, wheat beer yeast. 
the, oh, very the cool. vice and yeast. And the reason for that actually is this was this was brewed in the smaller, poorer towns in, in Bavaria. So they could not afford the high price wheat that would go in a traditional Hefeweizen. So instead they used the lower cost gra uh, malt or gr the grains and but still fermented it with the yeast. And it was all aged and um, fermented in the caves that were around the towns. Um, so we wanted to try it uh, since it's definitely an old traditional style. <laughs> um, we call it the port swing because it's a very light, easy drinker. Sit on the swing in the summer and uh, just lay back and enjoy. That sounds like my kind of beer. Yep. So uh, where where were you able to find the uh, the recipe for this, or or I should say the guidelines for this recipe? Uh, since, like you said, it's a bit of a a, a lesser known style. The all known internet, of course. Uh, <laughs> for the Google knows all. <laughs> A lot of research went into it once okay. I found it uh, to try to figure out what it was all about. Excellent. Well, we well should we try it? Absolutely. I, so. I mean, we've been tortured for how long having this sitting in front of us? <laughs> Let's take a little look at it first. Now, this one I'm noticing right off the bat is much lighter in color. It is much lighter. Uh, like a straw. But it, it still has that good haziness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Very hazy. Not unlike what you would see with a, you know, a, a wheat, a half eat, something like that. Good head retention. Mm-hmm. Got that nice white ring around the top. Has a very, nice light, crisp smell to it. Yeah, very interesting nose. Like, I want to say almost citrus, but not. I think my nose is broke today. It kind of smells like a little bit of a heffy. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I would, I would give it the, um, the, I would call it a Hefeweizen leaning. Hefeweizen leaning? Yeah. <laughs> Hefeweizen adjacent? Yeah. <laughs> Band name called it. Now, I tell you, I'm, I'm excited to just dive into well, this one. Well, then let's just drink it. Because I've never had a damp beer before. <laughs> damp beer? Damp beer? Damp beer. Damp beer. My German is horrendous. Well, of course, because you're Italian. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to say 99 luft balloons. 99 luft balloons. <laughs> Can't sing too much of this song or else we get sued. <laughs> <laughs> We're always saying that. Well, well, I know, well. <laughs> well, you guys are, are trying to sing, was it Nana? Yeah, Nana. Well, I'm just going to drink this beer, and I already did. Yeah, we already did. Yeah. <laughs> that is wildly refreshing. See, what I'm, what I'm really liking like about that. it is it, it, it has that, that wheat and Hefeweizen leanings to it, uh, but it's much lighter. Yeah, it really is. Like, it, it's neither really heavy on, like, the banana or mm -hmm. the clove flavors that you would find in a Hefeweizen. Mm -hmm. Like Sam said, it's a very just refreshing. Yeah. It's, it's a porch rocker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I'm looking at the description of this beer, and it says that it was fermented with a Weiss beer yeast. Mm -hmm. So is this somewhat similar or have a similar style as like a Berliner Weiss? Or am I off the mark on that, Scott? <laughs> well, it's using the same yeast, but the grain bill is completely different. Okay. Because of the, the lack of the wheat. Gotcha. But yeah, it's using a traditional, it's using the same yeast that you would use in a Bavarian Heifelweizen. Oh, okay. Excellent. And this beer, as we did not mention earlier, comes in at 5.1% ABV and has an IBU of only 13. Yeah, so buddy. Less than half of the last IBU, and you like the last one, Adam. I so do. This I one's do. even less hoppy. And I also like this one. This one, this one is very good, and it is wildly refreshing. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm thoroughly enjoying this beer. This is one that I could see myself definitely sitting on a porch swing having a few of. I think we've gone five beers straight now that Adam hasn't had to deal with anything with like too much hop. Can we go six for six? <laughs> Probably not. Please, let's go six for six. No. no. I, I need some hop. I'm back in the show, guys. Give me a higher IBU, please. It was so nice last week. 
I know. No I bet you loved it. It was. Well, not only that, but it helped me clean out my beer fridge. <laughs> yeah, it all, it all came out of your beer fridge. <laughs> so of course, there was no hops involved. <laughs> no hops well, the allowed. Black bears next. That'll get you. Uh oh. Yes. Yes. All right. I, I, hey, five out of six. You go five for six in a game. That'll put you in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So we're talking about beer fridges and how Adam has nothing hoppy in his. You damn right, I don't. What's in yours, Scott? Well, a lot of a lot of different things. Uh, I don't think I have more than two of the same thing. Yeah, that's uh, a good way. I, uh, <laughs> I definitely am one that goes to the the store and buys by the bottle and just tries a mixture and. Um, there are certain Belgians that, that I that I like a lot, so I keep. And there's just certain um, breweries from the U.S. that I like a lot, and so I'll keep some of those all the time. But um, if I haven't tasted it, I'll probably buy it because that's a good. System. I want to try it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you kind of, we, we, with all of us. <laughs> yeah, we kind of built a whole show around that. Who would have thought? What What are some of the Belgian beers, though, specifically? Like you mentioned, you've been to Germany, mm-hmm. so. You know, obviously, uh, you probably picked up some of your favorites over there. Any recommendations, Belgian-wise? Well, my probably my favorite uh, Belgian is Orville. Okay. Um, but my I've got a whole selection that I've tried of that because my sister actually lived in Belgium for about four years. So every time she came back, I got a nice selection straight from the breweries. Nice. <laughs> which was beautiful. I bet um, that was amazing. West Mall is a nice one. Um, well, each one of them has a few different selections, but there's a the brewery I like, mm-hmm. um, Delirium. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. very familiar with that. Yeah. Tremens and the, yeah, uh, I remember. That's the, was that last week or two weeks we yeah, were talking we, about that. Was last I've week definitely we tried all the uh, the Trappist breweries. Uh, okay, uh, yeah. yeah, those are some yeah. fantastic there's beers. Some fantastic beers mm-hmm. there. Yeah, we are, we're all big fans of Russia for ten. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. yes, uh, sometimes to our own detriment. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, the other thing we were talking about last week that didn't actually make the episode, though, were uh, the top import beers. Right. Uh, as voted by the Brewers Association magazine. Yeah. And Orville did make number two. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Oh, did yeah. it? Yeah. What was one? Uh, surprisingly, Unibrow. Really? I mean, yeah. it's not that I mean, surprising. Unibrow is good. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just funny because it beat out all of those Ooh. Belgian beers. <laughs> where is that? That's a Montreal, Canada. right? Yeah, Canada. Montreal, French, yeah. French Canada. So Scott, how did you how did you get into homebrewing? You told us earlier in segment one that you started when you were in college. What what made you get into homebrewing? My senior year in college and after college, I went and spent a little bit of time with friends out in Colorado. So beer mecca out there. Way to yeah, start. even back then. <laughs> um, so that's really the first time I ever got introduced to craft beers. And pretty much as soon as I got back, I was like, you know what, I want to. I want to make something a little different because that's a whole lot better than what I've been drinking. <laughs> so that's when I pretty much started making uh, brewing at home. Started with just the little kits and went from there. A tale as old as time. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's the way <laughs> we, I started. Kits. That's <laughs> the way Sam started. That's the way Steve started. Scott's story is better, though, because he went to Colorado. I just went to my buddy's basement. <laughs> it's like, ah, it's dark down here. You want to brew some beer? Okay. Yeah, yeah we've we been just doing it to, for the last three years. We just went to South Hills Brewing. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't go to actual, like, a religious place yeah. for beer. <laughs> so what was, uh, what, was the, what was the beer that you had out there, or what were a couple of the beers that you had out there that really got you into craft beer? Because Colorado's... Like we said, it's certainly a mecca for craft mm-hmm. beer. A lot of different variations and some fantastic beers out there. What, um, uh, what did you What did you find that you particularly liked? Well, back then, that was pretty much the first time I ever experienced it. So it was just like, 
eye-opening and I liked it all. So, I mean, there was there wasn't one that said that I was go back to I, because I have to get this one. It was just everything that's out there. <laughs> I'll try one of everything. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. I mean, a philosophy that stays with you to today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let me get another. Let me try that one. And then <laughs> yeah, that one. That one. That one. That one. Yeah, I'm definitely one that will. I will never have a single beer that I drink. <laughs> I know a lot of people that have their favorite, their go-to, and they don't like to stray from that. Well, right. that's not me. Mm. Yeah, I think we're all you're. We're all in agreement on that. We all just kind of pick our own. Mm. <laughs> like, as soon as we're out there, if we see something, we're just willing to go for it. Mm. So I've got a question. Full disclosure. Full disclosure. In your beer fridge. Uh, are there any macro beers in, in your fridge? Are there any Miller Lights? Are there any Coors Lights? Anything like that as emergency beers, just in case? <laughs> I think the closest thing you'll get is Yingling or Guinness. Okay. Oh, yeah. that's legit. Yeah, 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 I can dig it. I like both of those beers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, Yingling, that's local. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the closest to what yeah. I would consider the macro sizes. But no, I don't have any... Okay. Miller Lite or anything like that in my beer. Can you, can you but I got an point? entire fridge in the garage that's full of beer, so <laughs> I, need, I don't really need a, an emergency. My beer fridge, I got uh, Angry Orchard, I got a Woodchuck Cider in there, a couple Jenny Cream Ales. It's interesting, every time I come over, nobody will drink those. Can't imagine why. <laughs> I can't get rid of them. <laughs> you should probably find the person who brought them to you to begin and with. Return them. <laughs> well, that's what happens. People bring that shit over to my house, and then they just leave it in my fridge. And I'm like, hey, you're not being polite here. You're actually being rude. <laughs> this is drink all taking, your good stuff. This is now taking up space where my good stuff could be. Okay, so follow-up, Scott. Can you pinpoint the last time you might have had a Bud or a Miller Lite? <laughs> well, if it would have been a Miller Lite, if anything, because I can't stand Bud. Agreed. Um, Agreed. It would be years. <laughs> I mean, multiple, many, many years, I would say. Fair enough. It probably somewhere where I was at some somebody's picnic or big picnic where that's all they had. This or nothing. Yep. Yeah. It's, a, it's always somebody else's fault. Yep. But, I, but I learned after a couple times that just make sure you bring your own for those events and it won't matter. Yep. 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 Now, outside of your own brewery here, Cobble House, what would you say is your favorite brewery? Ooh. Well, I don't know. Um, it's interesting that you asked that because my wife and I are planning a little brew tour over the 4th where Excellent. we've got 13 breweries lined up holy cow and we're wow. going from here to the Poconos <laughs> oh boy hitting <laughs> Trogues in Harrisburg on the way and a couple of Susquehanna then we're going to Omegang up on Monday York. and a few more up in New York and we're hitting three or four along I-80 on the way back oh my awesome. god so we got a whole trail mapped out and I think it's a total of 13 that's on the list that we're going to hit in three days oh nice. my gosh now, the, the real question is, do you have any room left in your car? <laughs> I will get tied to a roof rack. I will sit in a trunk or something like that. I don't think your wife is going to be okay with this vacation. <laughs> no, especially since it's my wife won't be okay with it. Cause it's our well, anniversary. Wife will either. Neither wife will be yeah. happy. Well, it's our anniversary, so it's... Ah, uh, uh, yeah. It's, so, is, I assume your wife's a big beer drinker as well. Well, she never really drank beer until 
we got together and, okay. I, and I forced her to drink mine and she liked it and a so convert. Not, I wouldn't call her a big big beer drinker but she does enjoy it now awesome. ah, a convert then yeah now I must ask since you're gonna be near Trogues uh, my <laughs> wife and I actually took a, a beer trip out to Harrisburg uh, not too long ago a couple months ago we went to Trogues uh, a Lancaster brew pub that was also in Harrisburg and my personal favorite <laughs> Can't imagine what pizza boy be. Pizza Boy is in Enola, PA. It's 10 minutes outside of Harrisburg. <laughs> That's not on the list, I don't think. Oh, oh, Scott. oh wow. I'm sorry. Is oh. there any way you could add in a 14th? I'm not even coming with you, but this, <laughs> this is one for the ages. Have, so, you, have you ever uh, tried any of the Pizza Boy beers? They're starting to really make their way into the Pittsburgh market. I have not. So can I just say that, uh, Steve, whenever you edit this, mm -hmm. uh, when we get to this part, listen really close for that exact moment when Sam's heart breaks. <laughs> <laughs> and just amplify that. Yep. <laughs> My heart is on the floor right now. Or maybe I'm just excited because I presented Scott with an opportunity an to try some That's really true. cool beers. And, you know, local PA beers, whether they're from Harrisburg, Pittsburgh, Philly, mm -hmm. you know, we're all in this together in the state of Pennsylvania. So we got to support the Keystone We got to support each other. Drinking right? local doesn't just mean down the street. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. That was a really good tagline. Right? I really like that. I'm good at marketing. <laughs> but if it was true, then at least living in the South Hills, I'd have Hitchhiker, Insurrection Ale Works, Spoonwood, Spoonwood Mindful. I'm living, I'm living in the right spot. Ones. And you can't forget the uh, the Mead Boys with Apis. Apis, Apis Meadery. Yeah. You can't forget them as well. Gotta love my friends over at Apis. They have a pretty cool setup. And one of these days we'll get down there and do a Mead episode. That's a good idea. We need to put that on the list. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of getting things on the list, yes. uh, this beer that we're drinking right here. Yeah, it made some lists. It's on the list. <laughs> so to remind everybody, we are drinking our second Cobble House beer of the episode, the Porch Swing. And the Porch Swing, as we learned from Scott, is a Dompf beer. Am I, am I saying that right? Dom, I have Dom no beer? idea if you are or not. <laughs> Close enough. Uh, I do not know German. Uh, you got to put some sort of accent in. in Dampfbier. Dampfbier. Perfect. Dampfbier. Yeah, that's probably better. Are there umlauts? No, no umlaut. So it was only Dampfbier. Dampfbier with Weissbier yeast? I feel, yeah, like, I feel like this is like the Weinstefaner, wherever I say it, I have to pound the table. Oh, please don't. The table can't take it. <laughs> yeah, I don't really <laughs> want to do that with this table. We're going to knock all our stuff over. <laughs> I know. Spare our equipment and our beers. <laughs> And Scott's, this is Scott's yeah, table. We, true, can't be, that's we true. can't be coming into a brewery I'm and destroying stuff, <laughs> I'm stuff or we're never going to get another one of these live episodes. I will resist the urge to pound the table. Alrighty, so let's let's get our final thoughts on the porch swing. And why don't we Scott start with Scott, his own beer? What are your final thoughts on this, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> well, as I said earlier, I well, I personally like it. I think it's definitely a refreshing a refreshing beer. Um, definitely a summer brew, something to sit outside on the deck and enjoy the sunny weather, um, which well, luckily we've actually been having some in the last few <laughs> days, which is amazing for Pittsburgh. Yeah, blue skies, wow. Yeah, <laughs> what, a twist. what about that? So Steve, uh, what about you? What are your thoughts on this bad boy? I'm really happy with this one. Very similar to the Old Town though, in that it's, again, it's a very smooth and even drinker, but the, I kind of associate the Old Town with like a fall. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's kind of got that fuller mouthfeel to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's a little fuller and everything. I, I feel like it would go good with just kind of chilling outside, you mm -hmm. know, doing little yard work. Whereas this one is, it's much of a, it's much more of a spring, summer. And it just, it's so refreshing. And again, it doesn't have those, it, it's not overpowered with banana, you know, banana flavors or clove flavors that you would find in a, you know, uh, uh, Hefeweizen. 
So yeah, I, I, I enjoy this a lot. And again, it's not high in ABV either, so you can have as many as you want pretty much. <laughs> right. Within reason, of course. Yeah. Sam? Well, it's interesting that this beer is called Porch Swing because it makes me want to get a Porch Swing because <laughs> I don't have one of those and I want one of those so I can drink a Porch Swing in a Porch Swing. I don't even know anybody that has a Porch Swing. Does Chris not have a Porch Swing? No, he doesn't. He has a nice porch, but no Porch Swing. Mm. Well, then is it really a nice porch if it doesn't have a swing? Yeah, good point. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is a, this is a great uh, summer beer coming in at 5.1% ABV. And what's that IBU level? IBU is 13. Say it again. So hey, <laughs> hey, and I'm not complaining. I you know this is very refreshing. Uh, I love the aftertaste of this beer, and this is something that I could certainly have a few of down in here in good old Coriopolis. So I, I like it, and I think compared to the last one, I, I like it even better. It's just it's so refreshing. What about you, Adam? What do you think? Well, if I had a choice between pro and con, uh, I'd be going pro. I really like this beer. I, I think this is something that you can bring somebody else that, that isn't necessarily an aficionado mm-hmm. uh, and, and kind of put them in, into the, uh, the old world style without kind of pushing them over the edge too much. Okay. This is a, I would think this is a good way to introduce somebody to this style of beer uh, in terms of you know the old style, the old uh, recipes, things like that. I think this is a good way to, to introduce somebody that, somebody that is not familiar with, with these styles of beer. Or, or somebody who just might be hesitant. Yes. You know, thinking you know, old style. And like both beers that we've had so mm-hmm. far are very... They're just very easy to drink. They're not. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't be scary. To right. They're. They're. Yeah. They are not a scary beer, and I wouldn't quite call it a a gateway beer mm-hmm. um, because it does have that good, com- you know, complexity to it. Um, but in terms of what you're looking for in the old world styles, yes, this is a gateway beer for that. I completely agree. If somebody were to walk in here, this would be something that I would point them to, 100. percent and what I really like about these beers, at least the two that we've tried so far, is they're such unique styles of beer that you not only want to come here, try them, drink them, but you want to learn about them. You want to learn a little bit about the style. Mm-hmm. So not only can you drink the beer, but you get a little history behind it as well, which is excellent, right. in my yeah. opinion. That is the Dompfbeer, Dompfbeer, the porch swing. You'll get it right eventually. I will get it right, maybe. Go with the English words, Sam. Go with the English words. Damp beer. (laughs) That does not sound like something you would want to drink. No. The Americanized Pittsburgh pronunciation, damp beer. Hey, you guys got that damp beer. (laughs) Dip some fries in it. All right, so that is uh, segment number two. Uh, we'll be back uh, just momentarily. We have one more beer here for you, and it's looking like it's going to be something a little bit more in my wheelhouse, and I'm very excited to try it. So we're going to come back. Uh, we'll be back with more uh, with Scott from Cobblehouse Brewing, and we're going to play a game that's going to help everybody learn more about old world styles of beer. So stay tuned for more, Hop Nation. back everybody we are coming at you straight from the heart of Coriopolis Pennsylvania from Cobble House Brewing once again we are here with Scott head brewer and owner at Cobble House and we are trying Cobble House beers all show 
So we have one more here for segment three, and this one is certainly going to be a little bit more um, in my wheelhouse at least because I see the letters I, P, and A right in the beer description. So I'm very excited to try this beer. Uh, but once again, since we have Scott here with us, we're going to let him introduce his beer to us. <laughs> well, the Black Bear is a black IPA. It's an American pale or American black ale. It's hopped up more than a traditional ale, black ale, so it is the IPA. I've had a lot of people say that they enjoy this one even though they're not a dark beer fan and are not a hoppy fan. It kind of does lend itself to all likes and dislikes and one of the examples my wife she does not like ipas at all and she likes this one so excellent it's interesting i'm i'm excited to try this one and this beer is coming in at seven and a half uh, abv and is 71 ibu so it will be the hoppiest beer we try all day this, this seems like a big hitter i'm looking forward could to be, it could be so this is this is one of the ones that is always on tap here correct yes okay this, this, the Old Town Alt, and the Sammy B. Eifeweissen are the three that we try to have on at all times. Okay. And for those that want to know, we're not going to be trying it on the show today, but Sammy B. is a, or the, excuse me, the Sammy B. is a German Hefeweizen. So when you come down to Cobble House, you'll have to check it out. And Adam and I can attest to that one. We've had it before. We have it. It's it is a fantastic a beer. Amazing Hefeweizen. But we're looking at a black IPA right now. The Black Bear. And we're not seeing through it, around it. <laughs> Can't go over it, can't go under it. <laughs> this beer is dark. We gotta drink it. So I'm looking, I'm looking at the, uh, the head here. It's uh, certainly not a, a bright white head. Uh, I'd say a, a light tan, perhaps? Yeah, a light tan head. First nose, it's smelling malty. I'm smelling something... It's smelling like an earthy hop. I was getting like a roasted pecan smell, almost. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's I'm not just getting me, that. but I'm not getting that. But <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of getting perhaps, something toasty. Perhaps my nose is now broken. I am getting yeah, I'm getting a little bit of that toastiness, but I'll agree with the toastiness. Not the pecan pecaniness. No. Yeah, I'm just getting a little bit of toastiness. I'm not mm. getting like a whole pe- pecan pie or grilled <laughs> 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 oh, well, nuts. <laughs> now you're exaggerating. It's a pecan pie. <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, huh. After the show, can we go get some pecan pie? Yeah, sure. With the peach cobbler. Yeah, it's yes. fine. Yeah, you, you can have as many desserts as you want after the show, yes. Adam. But right now, I'm drinking this beer. Mm. Mm. Now that is a tasty beverage, gentlemen. I mm. like that a lot. That is that is roasty, and it's a little bit hoppy. I can certainly taste the hops, but it's not overly bitter. Well, not only that, it doesn't have that hop residue where it just sort of sticks in your mouth and just makes you hate life. No, it's... no it, it definitely doesn't. <laughs> well, you make you, hate, you hate life. Right, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I prefer that, actually. <laughs> uh, no, actually, it, it's almost like it's approaching a coffee flavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's doing it by just by way of hops and roasted malt, you know. Right. The other thing that I'm liking about it is, yes, it, it, it does have that hoppiness to it, but it also is counteracted with the, the maltiness as well. Mm. It just sort of seems like everything has been turned up. Yeah, everything just gets bumped up the notch a little mm-hmm. bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, mm, it has like a real, it has a really good aftertaste to it. It mm-hmm. just kind of lingers mm-hmm. in there. And like you said, it's not that it's not that bitter hop residue. It's just kind of an earthy, malty. Right, because there's, there's other IPAs where you just you're eating a hot pellet and you have that hot pellet residue mm-hmm. that we've all unfortunately done while brewing 
Uh, or, yeah. or fortunately, <laughs> well, for some yeah. of us. That's how you learn. Did not do it. <laughs> yeah, this this has a very nice aftertaste, and it's not something that you want to immediately cleanse your palate no. afterwards Mm-mm. for any reason, whether that's with food or beverage. Uh, but it's it's overall very tasty. I mean, I'm certainly not tasting any pecans in here. I know I said I smelled some roasty notes, maybe from a pecan or another nut, but I'm not tasting them. But man, no, nice nice black IPA here. And although. I- like, I agree, you don't want to just kind of wash that and uh, feel out your mouth. You kind of want to set it up and then, like, maybe pair it with, like, a piece of pork or something. Hmm. I, I could see yeah. having a nice pork loin with this. Can we add that to the list of things we're going to have after the show? <laughs> yeah. You spare start writing these down. Your list is getting pretty big. <laughs> it is. It is. I got the main course and I got two desserts. You guys are hungry. <laughs> that is correct, yes. So, Scott, how did you how did you come up with the name Black Bear for this beer? What uh, What made you think of that? Um, I think it might have had something to do with the color. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe a nature documentary about bears that you happen to be watching? Well, we were kind of, we were making a list of different names for all the different bears, and it was like, I can't even remember all of them, but we had probably about a dozen different names that all started with black or dark, and that's the one we liked the best. And it is absolutely it perfect for Western Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yep. The Black Bear IPA. <laughs> yeah, that is. There's a pub down in Morgantown called the Black Bear that's very good. Hmm. It has nothing to do with this beer, but it's there. <laughs> if you're ever down in Morgantown, <laughs> check it out. It's a cool place. <laughs> All right, gents. Well, this is the moment I've been waiting for. Because as we know from previous episodes, I have worked really hard to become the host of the game show. You I, got lucky. I have yet to do it. You got lucky. <laughs> Last time I studied up, I made sure I knew my my beer knowledge and although I missed four questions I got mm-hmm. five right <laughs> and that was all I needed to make sure that I cemented myself as the host for the next game show that we did now it's time to cash that card in I am cashing that in since he, he's gonna be cashing this in shouldn't be he have some sort of briefcase <laughs> so we this isn't a money in the bank thing. <laughs> he's already cashed it in. Now he's the host. Well, I, hold on. I do have a briefcase. It's in my car, and I took these notes out of them, but I left my briefcase in the car, in the parking lot. I didn't see a single referee saying, ring the bell. You, you don't need to. <laughs> so, so since this is, you know, a, an old world brewery, if you will, with a new world twist on its beer styles, I thought I would take our traditional quiz and put a new style twist on that. With right. old world questions? So I like to call this round of trivia old world styling and profiling. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Little uh, Ric Flair reference for those that <laughs> did not get that. But hey, old world styling and profiling. So the rules are pretty similar to how we've done this in the past. So I'm going to talk, I'm going to provide a fun fact about a particular style of beer. And it's up to Scott, Adam, and Steve to determine what beer I'm talking about. So to win the game in this round, you have to score six points. So what makes this uh, a little bit different and kind of interesting compared to what we've done in the past, I'm gonna read the question. And if you can guess the beer without a multiple choice, I'm gonna give you two points. Ooh. Mm. If nobody can get it, I'm gonna give you the multiple choice answers. And if you get it right, you get one point. Now is that under the styling or profiling? Part of the title. Uh, let's just go right smack dab in the middle of both. And? How about that? And. <laughs> and. It falls under and. <laughs> it is under and. <laughs> but 
Now, this, for this round, we're not going to be chugging any hurricanes. We're not going to do anything like Thank that. Thank goodness for that. This is just for pure bragging rights. But if you get three... And hostmanship. And hostmanship. Oh, yeah, yeah, but that'll be for the next time. Yeah. Now, but there's a little kicker to this one. So if you get three wrong answers, mm -hmm. I'm going to deduct a point. Ooh. You're not going to lose. You're not going to have to chug anything, but you're going right. to lose a point. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. So the first to six points wins the game. All right. Let's bring it. Now, before we... have like 37 questions. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, will be all right. I got 10. First, Wait. first to six or most with the end of the... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. First to six or the most at the end of 10 questions. All right. Now, before we get started with the game, I won't need everybody to check their buzzers. So, Scott, why don't you go first? Buzzer seems to be working. Adam, why don't you go second? Buzzer's working well. Steve? Steve, your, your buzzer seems to be broken. <laughs> oh, wait. Let me try it again. That sounded like a doorbell. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let me try it again. There you go. Perfect. Now it's working great. All right. So you guys ready to start the styling and profile and old world beer quiz? Sure. I'm ready to get another world championship. All right. You haven't. What do you mean another? You haven't yeah, had you one haven't even yet. won. Shut but up. Today, <laughs> today There's only been be two winners of these quizzes, me and Sam. <laughs> now, being the host, remember, I still have a pony in this race because if Scott wins, hosting duties remain mine for the next time that true. we do the show. True. And the next time could be an Eye of the Hurricane quiz. Mm. Could be. So, so Scott, I gotta I'm putting all you. my eggs in your basket <laughs> and I'm counting on you, buddy. <laughs> all right, so question number one. This beer, originating in Bavaria was originally brewed before spring and kept in cold storage until early fall. The Marzen. Yeah, you're right. Wow. <laughs> I wasn't even finished reading the question. So that's two points to me, isn't it? It's two points to Adam. Well, that was quick. Welcome to the championship round. Right. I wanted to start with an easy one. So, so for our audience out, out there who wanted to know the fun fact, I'm going to read that again. This beer originating in Bavaria was originally brewed before spring and kept in cold storage until early fall to avoid a Bavarian ordinance that forbid brewers from brewing beer between April 24th and September 28th. Hmm. You are correct. That is the Marzen Oktoberfest. So, Adam, the first two points are yours. Not only that, the part of the reason why it was called a Marzen is because it was brewed in March. Wow. Do I get an extra point for that? No. You, you don't, but I appreciate you dropping knowledge on the audience like that. That is, we'll give you, I don't know, I'll give you another sip of beer. Give me a that? half point and then round down? Yeah, you can take it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I feel like I might be in trouble. I think Adam studied. Yeah, seriously. Either that or he just saw my answer key. Nope. Which is not good. He saw your briefcase. Cheetah. Hey, I thought I had my briefcase around here somewhere. Cheetah. All right. Question number two. This German-style lager's name actually means black beer, but tends to drink lighter in body. Steve? Uh, what is a Schwarzbier? Correct. Two Damn points it. to Steve. Mm. You must have saw my answer key, too. <laughs> I know you didn't know that. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I just know what the word black in German is, which is farts. And then you just kind of extrapolate from there. And then you just add beer to it and hope for the best. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you are correct. So two two for two. I didn't even have to read the answers. I, I, maybe I should have made these harder. I don't know. I don't even know if he has multiple choices. <laughs> All right. So Adam's at two. Steve is a two. Scott is at nothing, but he's making he's get he's gearing up for his comeback here. Lala gets into a false Gear sense of security. 
He also just happens to be brewing beer while we're t- <laughs> recording this episode, so he's a little busy. Yeah, I know, but I'm waiting till he's here to answer the I know, or I know. to ask the questions. I know. I'm just painting a picture for the audience that he's trying to run a avoid, business. He's trying to avoid a boil over. <laughs> I am at that point. In yeah, that is true. All right. So, we're, so since he's here, we're going to go on to question three. All right. This French-style farmhouse ale was originally brewed in winter for the summer months and served to farm workers who were entitled up to five liters per day. Scott. That'd be the saison. The saison. You got it. That's not what you guys were going to say anyhow. Oh, so. okay. Scott beat you to it. Saison. <laughs> two points for Scott. So that evens the playing field right now, gentlemen. Mm. Two, mm. two, and two. Three questions and in. And once again, everybody must have studied because I haven't had to read any multiple choice answers yet. We got our thinking brains on. I guess so. Time for question four. This style of lager was named after the Austrian town for which it was founded. However, the most famous versions of this beer style are found in North America and include Sam Adams Boston Lager and Dos Equis. Adam for two. Is it a Vienna lager? Oh my god. That is correct. Yeah, buddy. Another, Son of a bitch. Another two points for Adam. So you were at four, mm-hmm. and that's four questions in, and I have yet to have to give any answers. Mm-hmm. Oh man! All right. So Adam is at four. So Steve saying, is at two. You said six wins. Two. Six points win. So if Adam Damn. gets if Adam gets another one right without without needs, using multiple without choice. using True. multiple choice. True. He will win the game. Damn. So right. if you guys want to block him? Now is the time to do it. <laughs> okay. So that brings us to question number five. In its native land, this beer comes in three variations: light, heavy, and export also referred to in shilling categories as 60, 70, and 80, respectfully. Guinness. What's, what's the style? Stout. <laughs> Actually, you said this beer. You didn't say this style. True. Oh, yeah. True. You called yeah. me out on it, but it's still, it's still incorrect. Um, oh, I, oh, can I steal? In English, I was going to say an English porter. All right, so that is wrong, too. So are you looking for a particular brewery, or are you looking for a I'm style? I'm looking for a style of beer. He's looking so. for a style. All right, so Molson is not the answer. <laughs> Molson, Molson is not rarely the answer. <laughs> yeah, Molson is pretty much never the answer, unless it's compared to, like, a Bush or, a, you know, Coors Light or something like that. All right, so do you want you – can, you can still answer. Do you want to he take a, a shot in the dark, or do you want the multiple choice? <laughs> I do want the multiple choice. Okay. So the multiple choices are – a, alt beer, B, a Trappist ale, C, a Scottish ale, or D, a barley wine. Can I hear the full question again, please? Oh, my oh, God. I know what on. it is, too. I know what it is now. All right. In its native land, this beer comes in three variations, light, heavy, and export, also referred to in shilling categories as 60, 70, and 80, respectfully. A, alt beer, B, Trappist ale, C, Scottish ale, or D, barley wine. Ooh, I can get it down to two. I'm gonna go with C, final answer. Correct. Yeah, That boy. would be the Scottish ale. As soon as you, as soon as you said From, Scottish ale and the heavies, because there's a bunch of a wee, wee heavy. heavy. Yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of wee heavies yeah. out there. And let's be honest, shilling. From yeah, the, right. From the native exactly. land of Scotland. Mm-hmm. So Adam is up to five points. But Scott and Steve, he has not won yet. You guys can make a comeback here if you get uh, get a couple of these questions right. We're on question six. He could also get some wrong for a change. 
I know. Or change. Or change. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Question number six. This top fermented beer, originally brewed in Cologne, Germany, has a bright... Steve? A Goza? Ah. Oh, no. That is incorrect. Oh. So you're out, and I will read the whole question again damn for it. Scott damn and it, Adam. Damn it, damn it. <laughs> this top fermented beer, originally brewed in Cologne, Germany, has a bright straw yellow hue, similar to other beers brewed from mainly a Pilsner malt. Kolsch. Scott got it with the Kolsch. All right. I, it's because mm. yeah, Goza. We had a whole. Exactly. Weird, you and I did a whole I episode on Gozas. <laughs> but weird, they but don't we have a straw yellow hue. I, well, I didn't get to the straw yellow part. I just got to the Cologne part. And I was remembering how Gozas were beginning to be imported into Cologne. But they're from Gosler. I know. Swing well, whatever. Miss. You were wrong, so you I got know. a strike I'm against wrong. you. You're at two points. Scott is at four points, and Adam is at five points. One handful. And that brings us to question seven. Let's make it happen. Okay. This confused style of beer gets its name from its ABV content that tends to range between 8 and 12%. The first beer to be marketed as this style was Bass Number no. One Ale around 1870. Oh boy, uh, let's go to the multiple choice. <laughs> All right, I think, yeah. I think by the look on everyone's face, we will go to the multiple choice. A, a Trappist ale. B, an English strong ale. C, a barley wine. Or D, a Belgian wit beer. Steve, uh, barley wine. That is correct. Yeah. All right, Steve picks up another point. Do you like my little throw-off there, confused style yeah, of yeah, beer? I got, yeah, I got it off of that. <laughs> I don't get it. Because it's a barley and a wine? Because it's not actually a wine. Oh. Yeah. So that's why it's confused. It thinks it's a wine, but it's a beer. Well, it's confuzzled. Confused was in, I guess, confused was in quotation marks. I guess I was a, a barley wine because I was confused on that one. But I found it interesting. Bass number one ale from 1870 was yeah. the first better barley wine. I yeah, that's what that. threw me off. Yeah. If you said barley wine, though, I would have... And when I was doing do. research for this uh, trivia quiz, I didn't know that either. I thought yeah. that was very interesting. So everybody's yeah. learning today. So everybody's yeah. learning. We're dropping knowledge all over the place. Good, good. All right, so Steve is at three, Scott at four, Adam at five. Question number eight. It's rumored to believe that this style of beer used an extra hop addition in order to endure long... Oh, my God. I don't even know who to call on. Oh, but that's an easy one. That's a layup. It, it Why is. is this even a question? <laughs> Let alone this late in the game. But who do I call on? I was reading the question. Yeah. Well, since Scott is you're, Scott is the, the guest on the show, the guest. your favorite you, India pale ale. You oh, got yeah. it, <laughs> India pale ale, and that makes Scott the winner of the game with six points. Adam comes in second with five points. Steve dead last at four <laughs> points. <laughs> Or wait, I'm sorry, three, three points. Three points. Oh, I was giving them way Solid too much three. credit. Solid three. So good thing this isn't a Eye of the Hurricane. Yep. Okay yes. with botching this one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, we got to come up with something. Maybe for next episode, he'll have to drink one. And that would that would make me... I still got I still got a skunk steel oh. reserve in my... <laughs> oh, seriously? Room. Yeah. Still? Yeah. From two weeks ago? I'll drink it one day. Oh. You, oh. you hate yourself. Yeah. Why do you hate yourself? Mm. All right, so that makes Scott the first ever winner of the Old World Styling and Profiling <laughs> Trivia Quiz. So high five, Scott. Very nice job. All righty. Now, 
As we talk about old world styling and profiling, especially when it comes to beer, let's get back to this beer that we've been enjoying throughout this trivia segment here. And that is the Black Bear, which is an American black ale, or excuse me, American black IPA from Cobble House Brewing. So Steve, yours is completely gone. So why right. don't we start with you and see what you thought? <laughs> so uh, as we've mentioned previously already, uh, we've been here before, and this is my favorite beer uh, from Cobble House. So it's kind of hard for me to keep any in my glass. <laughs> <laughs> Good problems. Good problems. Um, but yeah, I, I really do love this beer. It, it has that hoppiness to it like an IPA, but it's not overly bitter and it's not overly citrusy or anything. It's a very kind of earthiness to that hopness. And the malts and the roasted flavors are just so good. And the, the back end is just it's so strong and like you just want to pair food with it just hangs around and that's what it's good for yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i tell you what i can enjoy i could really enjoy a nice big pile of meat right now with this beer pork <laughs> beef hell i'll even take chicken man put a piece of salmon down and i think i can enjoy it with this beer beef ribs on beef ribs <laughs> yeah can we have that like, after the show too i would like to yeah. make a beef rib sandwich where instead of a bun i just use beef ribs for that so it's essentially <laughs> just three stacks of beef ribs all together <laughs> But yeah, I really, I really like the roasty notes of this beer. Um, it tastes, it, it just leaves such a good flavor in your mouth. Um, it's dark. I can taste the hoppiness. I can taste the bitterness, but it's not overpowering. And overall, love the Black Bear. Great beer. This is going to be hard to rank these at the end of the show because these yeah. have been three phenomenal beers. Adam, let's go to you. You guys have been waiting for this one for a long time. Oh, yeah, that's why you go last. <laughs> I know, I know. You, I, I can see it in your eyes that you really want to see what I think about this beer. Well, we're curious. I'm um, sure everybody is. Now, I, I, I will say this for those that have never listened before, and if you haven't picked it up throughout the show, uh, IPA, uh, I am not a fan of them. For this one, it's, it's a little bit different since it's a black IPA. And what I do like about it is it's, it's not just a punchy in the mouth, you know, just a handful of hops. Uh, it definitely has that, that good balance with the multi side of things. And like Steve had mentioned, it has that roastiness as well. And that definitely brings this beer up. And I do like that. Uh, the hop side of things, it doesn't linger. It's there, but it's not obnoxious. And I do like that. So this might be one of those rare cases where, yes, it has those three letters in the name. I would drink it again. Wow. Now, Scott, you don't know Adam as well as we do, but that was a huge compliment right there. It really was. This guy despises IPAs. You should hear some of his rants on this show. <laughs> Disgusting, I tell you. Disgusting. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it, it, it strikes a good balance. I know I've said this about a lot of other beers, but I'll, I'll, I'll say it about this one. If you want to introduce somebody into the hoppy side of things, go with this one because it, it has that, that hoppy side of it but it's not it's not a hop slam it's not a hop executioner it's it's just a good beer and that just happens to have some some hops in it that's I, the way i look at it yeah i'll partially agree with you on what you just said about introducing people because again we've been talking how you shouldn't because these are old world and old style beers you shouldn't be afraid to try them right well you also shouldn't be afraid to try a black ipa as well correct mm -hmm. and correct. i think this would be a good introduction maybe just share it with somebody don't right. give them their own glass right well, <laughs> if they're not ready for it you're but. saying that because you want to drink it well yeah and of you're course. not going to give them a whole glass oh no i'll give people tastes <laughs> out of my pint but i'm not so on on the other side of that this is also a good one 
if somebody is a hophead like Sam, but they're not necessarily a, a dark beer aficionado, you can bring them over to that side as well. So I, I find this to be a good bridge beer. Yeah, the door swings both ways on this beer. Yeah. So I guess we gotta we gotta rank these beers. Well, hold hold on a second. Hold oh, on a second. We have one more oh, guest here. Yeah, yeah. And although this is his beer, <laughs> I, I, we should I, at least get his final thoughts. I mean, he brewed the damn thing, so let's at <laughs> yeah. least hear what he has to say, Adam. God, oh, I know you're still bitter about not winning that quiz, but <laughs> yeah, I'm mad. Please, let's let the winner talk about it, talk about this beer. We're gonna talk to the commissioner after the show. <laughs> well, I I guess my opinion of it is basically everything you guys have said. I mean, as I mentioned earlier. A lot of people have commented that they're not an IPA drinker, but they like it. There are a lot of people, I don't like dark beers, but they like it. And that's really what it was going for is something that, I mean, it is a black IPA, but it is also a drinkable for everybody as well. Mm-hmm. This definitely seems like the kind of beer that you would be drinking next to a campfire. Yeah. Yeah, this would go back yeah. to the campfire beers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the with the meat sandwich, the meat, <laughs> the meat on the two buns made of meat. With the steak surrounded by the rib, in between two hamburger patties. Now is it safe to assume that all of that meat oh was god. also cooked on the same fire that we're sitting next to? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, why wouldn't it be? Oh my god, that, just that goes brilliant. All right, Scott. So at the end of every episode, uh, we'd like to take the three beers that we had through the episode, and then we'd like to kind of rank them against each other, and. Just since you're our host, uh, we'll give you first crack. Uh, we kind of give it uh, bronze, silver, and gold. So how would you rank the three beers that we've had tonight? Well, I would say my order would be from third to first, the porch swing, the black bear, the old. Okay. Nice. That's fair. And that's right. got to be tough to do when it's all of your own beers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All know they're really good. That's why I had him go first. I yeah. wanted to see what he did. Yeah. <laughs> well, basically, Let's it's one of those. Well, okay, if I'm going to go up to the taps and I've got all these beers sitting here, which ones am I going to drink? <laughs> yeah. right. Again, good problems. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, why don't you go next? Well, uh, for me, um, my, my bronze beer, uh, and again, this is, this is to say something is a, a bronze beer here is, is a bit of a misnomer. Uh, to say it was third place is is not saying much because it's still a pretty good beer. Uh, but the, the Black Bear IPA, I'm sure you guys aren't that surprised by that. It does have that hoppy side to things, and I, I am not a fan of hops. However, for the style and for what it is, it is a good beer. I, I appreciate what it is. Um, I would drink one. I would not drink multiple. Uh, but that's, that is personal taste. Uh, that has nothing to do with the beer itself. For the silver, I would go with the alt beer. That is a very good beer. Uh, I find that to be a good jack-of-all-trades. Uh, you can drink that anywhere. You can drink it in the wintertime. You can drink it in the summertime, spring, fall. doesn't matter. Uh, as long as it's legal, drink it. <laughs> the gold medal, uh, for me, that was the, how do I pronounce that? The Dumpf beer? The porch swing. Yeah. It's pronounced porch swing, Adam. <laughs> the porch swing. The beer. Uh, to me, that was just, it was, it was light. It was refreshing. I could sit, I could sit on the back porch. I could sit at the bar and drink that all night, and I might, I might do that after this show, <laughs> because the bar is about we're still here. Away and we're right still at the brewery. Uh, so to sum up, uh, the Black Bear was the bronze, uh, the Old Town Alt was the silver, and the Porch Swing was the gold. Uh, Steve, uh, what, uh, what do you have on your podium? Well, I'm a little different from you. I'm actually having trouble. Pulling apart the uh, the Old Town and the Porsche Swing. Mm-hmm. Like you said, they're both kind of any all-time drinkers. I said it before, I thought the Old Town was more of a fall winter, and the Porsche Swing's more of a spring-summer. I feel like I'm going to go uh, bronze for the Old Town. 
Okay. You know, it's a good beer, and you can have it any time. But for the silver, I'm going to have the Porsche Swing because I just think it's a little more refreshing. That's fair. You know, it's just something I would feel safe taking out into the sun. (laughs) (laughs) So with those two settled like that, obviously I'm going to put the Black Bear as number one. I can figure that one. You know, that that is so good. I just... (laughs) You can't have more than one. I could probably have six. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like I'll be driving you home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or though Steve didn't pay for parking when he parked here, so uh, really, his, oh, his car might be towed. So you might be driving him home regardless of how many beers he has. Towed. <laughs> Sam. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So last but not least, I'll give my rankings. Uh, in third place tonight, we're going with the Old Town Alt. Uh, although a very good beer. It, it wasn't uh, wasn't my favorite, but I really enjoyed it. Could certainly have a couple of these beers. It was very smooth and it was very pure to the style, as we talked about earlier with the German purity laws. And as Scott explained, how this beer was brewed, uh, great beer, uh, but it's going to get the bronze for me tonight. Uh, silver is what might come of a little bit of a surprise to some folks is the Black Bear, the Black IPA. Mm. Uh, great beer. Love the roasty notes of that. Loved the hop bitterness that I got out of it. Love the aftertaste. Uh, but I have to say, that porch swing, which is what I'm putting at gold, was just awesome. And not because I love saying Dampfbeer, <laughs> but because it was so drinkable. It was one of those beers that you wanted to cleanse your palate with another sip of the same beer. Um, it was excellent. It was, it was a great beer for summer. Uh, it's you know a light ABV at 5, 5%. And it is just something that you could have multiple of and and really, really enjoy. I want to bring my wife down to this brewery so that she can try this beer because I feel like it's something that she would really enjoy too. So that's uh, the gold, silver, bronze for me. Gold, porch swing, uh, silver, black bear, and bronze, the old town alt. So what what I'm hearing from all of these rankings is it doesn't matter what style of beers you like. There'll be something here that you're going to like. Uh, yeah, because there's also plenty more that we haven't even got into yet. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> As we speak, there are seven beers here on the menu, and I'm excited to try a few of the other ones, too, because they look really good. We have a Belgian Double, a Belgian Triple. As you heard uh, Scott mention earlier, the Sammy B, the German Hefeweizen, which is always on tap. Uh, just some really, really fun things to try down here. And like I said, they're old world styles uh, that you... Generally might not see um, at another craft brewery in Pittsburgh, but they have a new world twist to them. So mm. it's, there's some of those beers you really got to come down, check it out, and judge for yourself. And not, not only the beers, but uh, I know there's a lot of activities that you do down here as well. And I understand you guys just started up a trivia night. Yep, we uh, start last week was our first week. We're doing trivia every night on Thursdays, um, 7 to roughly 9 or whenever he gets done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And then, yeah, so every Thursday we have that, and we're working on Saturdays um, with some food trucks. We've had a few. We're going to try to get more in. It's just hard this time of year because everybody's booked out Mm -hmm. for the summer. And then at the end of July, we actually have a painting with a twist coming into the brewery for a a Wednesday activity. Uh, If you want to take your shot at painting while drinking. Perhaps you too can paint your yeah, own couple house. <laughs> um, we'll see how that goes, and then we're trying to find some other act, some other entertainment, some acoustic guitar type uh, things. We're talking to people about open mic nights. Mm-hmm. Um, that, some of that's still in planning, so we haven't haven't scheduled anything yet. But uh, we're trying to trying to make a trying to make it a very active, uh, entertaining place. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah, it sounds like you guys have some great stuff coming up that really. At least we'll track me back to the brewery, yeah. that's for yeah. sure. Yeah. 
Well, uh, as we wrap up, Scott, we'd like to kind of give out plugs for all of our stuff, but why don't you start and just uh, tell people where they can find you, like on the internet and such, and Well, <laughs> we're, we're pretty much everywhere at this point. Uh, our website's at www.cobblehousepa.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at Cobble House. Um, they're all the same, so that, that was convenient. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if, you, if you go to the website, we also have a sign-up sheet for a newsletter that I try to put out every week or two. Uh, I like when we have events occurring and new beers that are coming out. Very cool. And that's House with uh, H-A-U-S. Yes, H-A-U-S. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, for us, uh, you can find all of our social media doodads and gidgets and what have you. If you search Hop Nation USA, you'll find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you want to listen to new episodes, check out SoundCloud and iTunes every Friday. And if you're on iTunes, leave us a five-star review, and that really helps grow the show. And if you want to send us any kind of email, you can email us at hopnationusa at gmail.com. Anybody got anything else? Well, just want to once again say thank you to Scott for letting us come down here, have an awesome episode. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much. very much. Thank you guys for coming. Yeah, try some of the, the beers here, and I'm excited to try the rest. Uh, for those listeners out there, if you haven't been to Cobble House yet in Coriopolis, uh, definitely get down here, check out some of these beers, great styles, new twists, and, uh, you know, be the judge for yourself. See what you think. I'm done recording, and I'm going to the bar. <laughs> All right, we're, we're headed Sounds to the good. bar, and we'll see you right back here next week, Cobb Nation, for episode 18. Stay tuned, stay thirsty, and get your ass down to Cobble House. We'll see you next week.